0: Hello everyone. This is Q and welcome to episode 63 of the MJ Cast. Question and answers with Q. Q Q&A. Here we go. The following is a presentation from the MJ Cast, the internet's premier podcast on all things Michael Jackson. You're listening to the MJ Cast. My MJ fans, all MJ fans.
1: The idea is to uh, innovate, or else why, why am I doing it? When I create my music, I feel like an instrument of nature. You let it create itself, really. I know I do. And I love to entertain. That's, that's one of my favorite things. I love you! <laughs> <laughs> I love my fans. Just simply Michael Jackson.
0: Welcome to the MJ cast, your source of news and discussion on the king of pop. Hello everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the MJCast. Today, episode 63, Q, Q Q&A, myself Q, will be answering your questions that you submitted. Thank you to all of those listeners that submitted questions, all six of you. And because there wasn't a lot submitted, well, let me say, there wasn't a lot of people that submitted, but some of you guys sent in more than one question, so chances are pretty good that I'll be answering pretty much every question today. So thank you for that, guys. So shall we get straight into it? One thing I will mention before we get going is some of the music tracks that we're going to be playing today. So we have, first up in the show, you'll hear a song from the Michael Jackson One Show in Las Vegas. We'll be playing the 2000 Watts and Jam Supermix. Later in the show, you're going to be hearing a King of Art Pop Megamix by Robin Skitaris. Jamin's not here. I'm recording solo today. So I got to pick all the music and I've been wanting to play some more of the King of Art Pop mixes for quite a while. And what a way to do it than with a big old Megamix. Sorry, Jamin. So that will be coming up later in the show. Michael Jackson versus Lady Gaga, the King of Art Pop Megamix. Just by coincidence, there is actually going to be a second music break provided by Robin Skitaris. This is the legendary mega Mix. There was actually another one, but I dropped that and I picked this one as a better one, I think. So I hope you enjoy that also. Then... Towards the end of the show, there'll be another track as well. But I'll introduce that one towards that playtime. So like I mentioned, I will be recording solo today. So I hope you don't get too bored. And I hope you enjoy the episode. If you're going to be live tweeting or talking about the episode online, use the hashtag TheMJCastEp63. So that is the is EP. Sixty-three. That way, I can click on that and see what everyone's saying and join in the conversation. And I always appreciate conversation and feedback for the show. Well, let's get into it. I'm going to be reading out the questions today in the order that I received them. So the first person that sent in questions for the show was Lena Jakob. So there is three questions from Lena. And Lena, I hope you like my answers. The first one, no, probably not going to be a very good answer because I'm not really sure. So the first question that Lena sent in was, who are three actors that you think you would be able to channel Michael the best in a movie? Could be singers as well. Well, I have not really got a good answer for this one, I'm sorry. Back when there was the Sky Arts controversy about the offensive and horrific casting for that, which got pulled, thankfully, there was a lot of discussion and people were asking me constantly, who would I get to play Michael in a comedy? Well, the person I came up for playing Michael in a comedy would be actor, director, BAFTA award-winning UK actor, uh, Richard Ayoade. He was from the UK show, The IT Crowd. Now, I'm not sure about him channeling Michael, really, like, his abilities, but I think his humour and his facial structure, I think he would play Michael hilariously, and it would be really cool. But other than him in, like, a serious sort of movie, I really have not got a great answer. Morgan Freeman's an amazing actor. He can play anyone. Maybe Morgan Freeman. No, just joking. The two people I sort of thought about maybe would be Michael's nephew, TJ Jackson. I think he's got a facial structure that could sort of pass for Michael. He's got cheekbones, jaw, the nose, the eyes, and he can sing. So maybe TJ. Another one, maybe Bruno Mars singing, dancing, I'm not sure what his acting's like, but maybe Bruno Mars. But yeah, I haven't really got a better answer than that, I'm sorry. It's I just don't think anyone really could capture and portray Michael as close to Michael as we'd sort of want. So moving on to Lena's next question, which I really love this one and I have got great answer that I thought about for this one, was what already existing movie roles do you think Michael possibly could have played? Right, I think Michael would have brilliantly played the character of Scarecrow in a Batman film. Now, hear me out. Even though I adore Cillian Murphy, who played Dr. Crane and Scarecrow in Batman Begins, I think Michael would have been great as a villain. And the Scarecrow, I think, is a really underrated villain. Uh, He just imagine Michael dressed as he was in the Who Is It video, with the the sort of the suit, the tie, his hair pulled back in a ponytail, maybe glasses, playing the psychiatrist, Dr. Crane. Then, of course, the Scarecrow is Dr. Crane's alter-ego, the villain. And I think it would have been so cool to see Michael as a villain. I think if he'd been able to act really well, I think he would have just stole the show. I think that would have been great. Even if they'd used the same sort of costuming and special effects and visual look of the Scarecrow from Batman Begins, I think that would have been really cool and suited Michael. I think Michael would have been perfectly able to play and a great fit for a Jaeger pilot in Pacific Rim or one of its sequels. I think sometimes MJ looks like an anime character and he really suits the sci-fi aesthetic and what is cooler than giant robots, especially giant robots fighting giant monsters. So I think MJ would have looked amazing in a cool Jaeger pilot uniform piloting a giant robot. That would have been so cool. MJ in a sort of Japanese anime live-action film would have just been amazing. Perfect fit, perfect fit. Um, I think he also could have just played a superhero, like a Michael Jackson superhero. That's sort of how you all viewed him anyway. So he could have had some powers... You know, he's got his mission and his message. That would have been so cool. Like in the 90s, sadly, it never went ahead, but he was going to be playing Captain Midnight. We don't know a lot about that film, but that would have been him as like a sort of superhero. Maybe he could have also played like a vampire. Like my favorite author is Anne Rice. And not that... I really identify Michael with many of the characters in her books, but when she spoke of the vampire Lestat as the rock star on stage, I sort of always pictured, I guess, Michael performing in the Bad Tour. Not so much the costumes or anything, but just his stage presence. So, I don't know. That's my answer to that second question from Alina. All right. The last question I have from Lena is, do you have any exciting guests on upcoming episodes? And if so, could you give us a few hints on who they may be? Right. Um, Yes. We have got an exciting interview coming up, which I'm very much looking forward to hearing again myself, actually. And the little hint I will give is it is someone who got... A damning review from Pope John Paul II. That's all I'm going to say. So if you're subscribed to the MJ Cast already via your podcast app, you're not going to miss out. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to this interview, and we really just scratched the surface. It's a good one. All right, Lena. Thank you so much for your questions and for being the absolute quickest off the mark. And the first one to submit. Hope you enjoyed my answers. Thank you so much.
1: Died off. Don't give up. One, two, three. Mm. Nation to nation, all the world must come together. Face the problems that we see, then make. Somehow we can work it. Uh, I asked my neighbor for a favor. She said, lady to an come on, all the people. Have we lost love, but what is survived? Uh, she brings a God to pull up, uh, Then she sings a time and song Confusions contradict the self. Do we know right from wrong? I just want you to recognize me in the temple. You can't hurt me. I found peace within myself. Go with it. Go with it. Damn.
0: this is diana walczak sculptor of the michael jackson history statue and you're listening to the mj cast and always not far behind anything we do online is our live tweeting queen carly carly in australia you were the second person to get questions in so here you are early up in the show you've got two questions for me the first one is which mj songs have you not listened to ever since mj's passing well, other than really solely listening to Off The Wall album for about pretty much a whole year after Michael's passing, I haven't really avoided any other MJ songs. So, yeah, that's that's the best answer I have for that one. I haven't avoided any MJ songs. So I've probably, at least at some point, listened to all of them in the last couple of years. So... Your second question, what were the highlights of seeing MJ1? Well, I know you're going to be seeing it soon, and I'm very excited for you. I really loved seeing the Michael Jackson artifacts on display out at the front of the store and the entrance area. There's some really cool stuff in there, that beautiful red jacket for one. Even though I don't know why it's not done up and fitted properly to the mannequin, the jacket, seeing that it was just gorgeous, and like some of the other artifacts, I remember specifically uh, were from the Madison Square Garden performances, with handwritten notes from Michael. They were really cool as well. But I really loved seeing all that stuff, and it, you know, that sort of stuff should be in a museum somewhere. How often have we been crying out for something like that? And it would be just so cool to go and see exhibitions and artifacts like that. Uh, In the show itself, the funny bits, they were so clever and great. So I won't spoil those, but I really liked those. There's some great little moments. Uh, When they got sucked into the Vortex place at the start of the show, that was really cool. Um, Thriller was a highlight Hmm. generally the the whole acrobatics and the, the amazing skills of the performers in the MJ1 Las Vegas show, like upside down trampolining. What? That was so cool. These guys and girls are so talented. It was just amazing. I really also loved the message of Michael sort of playing a big part. That was a big highlight. Seeing the amazing MJ visuals up on the stage screens, and hearing his voice, including his speaking voice, that they were all big highlights as well. Uh, The hologram moment was not a highlight for me at all, even though I know it is for some, but the show is amazing and you're going to love it. I had an aisle seat, and it was really cool when the cast actually in the, in the audience, they're like interacting, going up the aisles or up above, but it was so cool when they're right beside you in the audience, standing in the aisle, and I was seated on the aisle. It was That was great. I thought that was really cool as well. So if you can, an aisle seat, I'd recommend it. So there you go, Carly. I hope those were good answers. Thank you so much for your early submissions of questions. Alrighty, moving on. Lynn Tyler, thank you so much for your questions, Lynn. So, what have we got? Okay, first question from Lynn A common complaint with fellow fans is the lack of available materials from the Jackson's touring years. As we gripe about not having the Destiny, Triumph, or Victory tours on any media, we never ask who owns the right to those tours. Is it the band or another entity? The MJ state may not have full ownership and may therefore not be to blame for not releasing them. I personally have no clue and thought you may have insight. Well, then I didn't have a clue either, but I want to say thanks to Chris Cadman. I asked him maybe for some advice on this one and he doesn't really have a answer either but the ownership of the tours may be with the estate but they won't be able to release them without doing deals with the people who filmed them for instance Steve Altman filmed and worked on the victory tour so he would have certain copyrights plus the brothers do also so I sort of suspected this might be the case that it might just be a really tangled web of different people and entities who own the rights. And as much as I am one of those people crying out for some sort of release, especially a HD release of early Jackson's tours, imagine the victory tour on Blu-ray would have been incredible. I think, It's probably not a very simple process. So I guess all we can really do is sort of keep crying out for these things, letting them know that this is what we are happy and eager to spend our money on. And I will be first in line in this town, that's for sure, to pick some of those things up. They would be amazing releases. Seeing Michael in that era just... Blossom into the artist he was later, maybe at his zenith, at his peak. Yep, sign me up. So, sorry I haven't got a definitive answer. If anyone else out there has, send us an email, the MJcast at iCloud.com. All right, the second question from Lynn relates... Okay, here we go. Relates to your outstanding work in putting this podcast together. Without revealing your secret source, as you all seem to make it so easy, how do you manage to produce such a high-quality show with consistent topics without speaking over each other? How much prep time is involved, and how do your respective significant others feel about the time we steal away from them? I love them all for sharing you with us so generously. Aw, oh, thank you, Lynn. Uh, and I did pass it on to the hubs, actually. So... Let's start with that, actually. So how do our significant others feel? Well, I guess they have to get used to it because it's become a pretty regular and predictable thing. Every couple of weeks we're recording a show and then, you know, before dinner or something, I might be on YouTube looking at some Michael stuff or reading articles. So he's like, finish your Michael stuff. It's nearly dinner time think lucky i'm so lucky that i have such a supportive husband and but yeah it does take a lot of time like we have to do fair bit of research on occasion uh some of the shows you know are really long so that's a good couple of hours that we might be recording and if they're home then that's time we're not spending with them there's the phone calls there's the messages My phone is pretty much always on the do not disturb function. And that means I can get phone calls in, but other notifications and messages and tones and alerts, they're all silent because I think we're probably all in a lot of group chats. And if there's like three people all talking in a group chat, the messages are just nonstop. And quite often, I'll sort of finish a shift at work. And when I turn my phone back on, there'll be like messages, 156, you know, emails have jumped up, maybe a couple, then there'll be the tweets, notifications, and it's, you know, always 20 plus, and there'll be all those. So yeah, and the social media, it does take a lot of time. There's probably a minimum of an hour every day, but it's generally more than that, like just sort of checking notifications and interacting where I get a chance, answering questions, things like that. So, yeah, social media does take up a fair bit of time. Um, so what's the other part of it about? OK, so there's no secret source at all. It's, it is hard work and everyone sort of has fit into their role. We did start out with four people in talks to do this show, but then it just came down to Jamin and I. And I don't know, we sort of complement each other in so many ways that it is like yin and yang. It just works really well. we both got ideas, but then we backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, and that can take quite a while. Even a tweet, if there's like a tweet for a special thing or, a, or maybe a delicate response, Backwards and forwards, we'll be going for like maybe an hour before we send a reply to someone, if it's important, to make sure that we got the wording 100% and something we're both happy with. So stuff like that, especially visuals and audio stuff. There's a lot of compromise and a lot of talking between each other. And that's sort of just how it works in the background. Really the secret, though, I think, is the editing When you ask, how do you manage to produce a show without us talking over each other? Well, that's just really amazing editing. So, like, big shout out to Jamin and to Jason for just doing amazing editing. They should get awards for their editing because, yeah, we do talk over each other. But sometimes editing a show, that can be like seven hours and more of Jamin editing stuff out all of like today's show might be a bit different. He might not be editing out all my ums and mistakes, but he does edit so many little bits out that just don't make it into the show. And it just flows beautifully when you listen back to it. And that's all down to the amazing editing that Jamin and Jason, when he helped out the show that they managed to do, they do an incredible job. So I guess the secret sauce is hard work and amazing editing but yeah there's many hours prep time we've had scheduled interviews a number of times sometimes with the same person so not wasting our time with that anymore where we've scheduled times and they've just never come to the party they've never they're like oh now i'm busy or i've just landed off a flight and do you want to do this in the car and it's like well not really we need you on Skype with headphones and in a quiet place. We can't have you sitting in a food court with terrible Wi-Fi signal and horrendous background sounds, which we've had also in the past and we've sort of just rescheduled. So stuff like that wastes a lot of times. So, yeah, it does take a lot of time, but we enjoy doing it. We would sort of catch up on the phone and talk about Michael's stuff anyway. So that's how it sort of all was born. We were like, well, why can't we turn this into a show? So that's the answer for that one. From Lynn, one last question. Can we get Mr. Charles Thompson to live tweet more? He is priceless. <laughs> Keep up the great work, my brothers from afar. Much love, Lynn. Oh, thank you, Lynn. So <laughs> there's probably a chance that maybe Charles can live tweet again Um, I think you heard when he did do the live tweeting for the Halloween announcement for the TV special that was because he was available at that time he was sort of uh, homesick and he was free to do it so that's how that came about but yeah the tweets were funny so I I definitely wouldn't rule it out for the future. Thank you, Lynn. I hope that helps. uh, And I hope everyone enjoyed those answers. And we'll move on to the next one.
1: Himeros, god of sexual desire. Lay back and feast as this audio guides you through new and exciting positions. You make my heart stop. The way she came into the place I knew had been in there. There was something different about this girl, the way she moved, her hair, her face, her lines, divinity in motion. As she stalked the room, I could feel the aura of her presence. Every head turned, feeling passion and lust. The girl was persuasive, the girl I could not trust. The girl was bad, the girl was dangerous. I never knew, but I was walking alone. (laughs) I'm <laughs> Me. Oh, love is a I don't want to hear it Where's my desire? Taking me higher I'm like a lady Drunk to me, baby Give in to me Give in to me I know your every move Oh, won't you just let me be I've been here times before I was too blind to see That you seduce every man
0: This is Rob Hoffman, studio musician and engineer with Michael Jackson, and you're listening to the MJ cast. So the next question is from Corey wise. Hey, Corey, thank you so much for your question. If you could go back to witness one moment from Michael's life career, what would it be and why? this was, this was a good question. Um, I'd love to go back and witness my front row Perth history concert again. To relive that moment would be amazing. I uh, think time and watching YouTube does terrible things to our memories. So it would be incredible to sort of go and relive that and have it reinserted into my brain again. But from Lackey's full life and career, oh, it was so hard. But the one Or maybe a victory concert. That would be amazing. But the one other thing that kept popping into my head was the Motown 25 show. Yeah, I keep flicking between that and a victory concert. I think Motown 25 was a moment like no other for pop music and for Michael. He stepped out from his brothers, and his foot landed higher than the stratosphere. And I'm not sure if people in the audience could believe their eyes when that moonwalk happened. That just would have been an incredible, incredible moment in history. And yeah, I think it's hard to go past a moment like that. So yeah, I would probably say... Motown 25 show. Thank you so much. Great question, Corey. So here we've got a few questions from Rennie San Louis. Actually, is it St. Louis or San Louis? I'm going to say Rennie San Louis, but Rennie, thank you so much. And again, for some great emails that you've sent us as well. But let's start with your questions. If you could own any piece of MJ memorabilia, What would it be and why? I guess I could say an autograph that I got. I have an autograph, but I don't really have a story behind it because it was a gift from someone. So I sort of always regret when... Not sort of. I do regret. When I got to see Michael at his hotel arrival here in Perth for the History Tour in 1996... And I was pretty much close to the barricade. I think there might've been one person in front of me if I wasn't the one against the barricade for some of it. And it was like in the crazy mosh pit of hysterical fans. I was one of them. And I did have my history CD cover in a bag on my back and I never handed it over. And he was signing so many things in front, standing there signing. And I just, I always regret not, Somehow getting the girl off my back and getting the CD cover out and maybe getting it all crushed and wrecked, but handing it over and getting an autograph. Maybe that, if I could have that. But as I'll, I'll make my answer as this. I would love to have a history statue, like one of those bootleg ones, but preferably one sanctioned by the artist Dinah Wolczak. But yeah, one of those ones about what, eighty centimetres tall or so, standing on the base. And why? Well, that history album cover for me, it represents it represents Michael standing tall against all those that tried to take him down. He stands there impervious to the hate, the slander, the lies, like he's immortal in time. It's such a powerful piece for me. I'm not sure how I would display it, though, because it would probably be heavy and I wouldn't want it to look like a shrine or something, like a, like a crazy thing in my house. I don't worship him and it's already impossible to display the giant opus book, but yeah, a, a history statue or even in the meantime, a history bust. So the, the little top part of the statue would be amazing. But yeah, I would just really love to have my own history statue on display. I, I love it. It's such a great image. Alrighty, this is a good one. This is a really good one. Thank you, Rennie. So next one, this good one. If you were in charge of the MJ estate, what would the first MJ item thing be that you would put out or do for the public. It doesn't necessarily have to be something for fans to buy. Nice one, Renny. Uh, How about an apology for the fake tracks on the 2010 album? That could be the first thing. (laughs) Just saying, don't know. Seriously, though, well, what is today? Today's like the 15th of August. I'll answer this as of today's date. So it's what a couple of months out from Michael's own holiday. Thriller night, Halloween as the muggles call it. So, I'd release Thriller and Ghosts into the cinemas as a double feature for a week in October, and I would make it an annual thing, start this new tradition to become part of pop culture for fans and the public. And maybe in markets where it's not able to be released in the cinema release it as a TV special annually. It would be so cool and you could make it uh, such a tradition like the the Rocky Horror Picture Show audiences where people could dress up and they could go and see it at Halloween. But then I would follow it up and I'm just going to keep this question going. After that first thing, I'd follow it up with high-definition concert releases, j five. Jackson's, Destiny, Triumph, Victory, everything they could find. Then Michael solo tours, all with bonus material, the making of stuff behind the scenes, whatever they could find. Then merchandise, affordable merchandise, not $250 sunglasses and stuff like that. Things like clothing, accessories, beautifully designed stuff, like what fans make with gorgeous graphics, maybe a retro line, like really cool neon 80s, that sort of 80s retro look. Classy and subtle designs as well. Just like a really smart piece of clothing with subtle MJ stuff on it. But really cool t-shirts and yeah, clothing line. Then merchandise for the house, things like lights, candles, candles, Uh, Prints, statues, collectibles, toys, action figures for kids to play with. Then, after all that, in a few years' time, I'd start looking at the vaults and seeing what was in there. Get the opinions of his kids and if they think raw demos and unfinished tracks should be released. If they were agreeable to that. I'd release those in eras, but untouched, just as he left them. If people want to remix them and make their own stuff like they do now, sure, go for it. But I would release it as he left them. We could have like such a big talk about what we would do if we wanted to as the estate and how they should be doing stuff. Okay, next question. If you could go back in time and watch Michael create a signature moment during his stellar career, what would it be and why? Examples, watching him creating, recording your favourite song or conceptualising your favourite dance routine either for a show, performance or short film. Rennie, this is tough, man. All right, so, okay, I'm going to say firstly, if it wasn't a signature moment, I'd say maybe one of the Heal the Kids or Oxford speeches. To hear Michael say those words, for him to lay his wisdom upon my ears would be just amazing. And, you know, maybe see him record his speech for the track Faces. Those words we've heard are so moving and I imagine just the tip of the iceberg and they are really a fuel for someone like me, an optimist, a dreamer. So yeah, just to see him say amazing words like in you know, his speeches, they they would be incredible moments. But the question was for signature moments. So I think I think he recorded childhood all in one take. And that was probably a very rare thing. So I'd love to sit there and watch him do that. One take, no back and forth over months or years in vocals and bits and pieces, but creating a vocal for a track all at once. That would be just incredible. Uh, And if it was for a video... I'd love to go back and see the creation of the smooth criminal film and choreography. Uh, That's just a masterpiece. So that would be incredible to see. Okay. Next question from Rennie is the famous Oprah Winfrey question. What do you know for sure? Oh, also so tough. You got me working hard for my money today, Rennie. And the money's not great, but here we go. So I feel I owe you good answers for these tough questions. I'd love to be able to go back to when I was getting bullied at school or when I was sort of hating myself and confused about my sexuality and let myself know it gets better to know I was fine just the way I was. What I was feeling was natural. And yep, it's tough, but it gets better. So much better. Life is full of ups and downs. Trust me, when things are going so well, there will always be something to come along and bring it down and make it tough as hell again. But I sort of believe we aren't ever dealt anything That we can't handle. Every cliff we metaphorically fall down. We can climb back to where we were. And that experience. Those tough experiences. They're what forge us. They make us who we are. And it's your choice. How you come out. Bitter. Angry. Destroyed. Vengeful. All of those negative things are completely your choice. So choose gratitude for the tough lesson. For those around you, be grateful for what little you may have. And trust me, there will always be someone in a far worse situation than you. Always. Know that you can get through it and things will get better. But choose light. Choose Peace, choose love, and choose gratitude. A friend of mine, and yes, he's been on this podcast, he taught me the big things in life sort themselves out. It's the little things that need the attention. So show gratitude always. Be polite. Love and support those around you. Help someone around the house. Help friends. Just help. Give when you can to those that need it. And I always wish I had the confidence that I have now. And I'm still a pretty shy guy. Like meeting new people in social situations is scary. But I wish I could have had the confidence that I have now to use in my 20s. So sometimes just go for it. Just give it a go. The the worst that can happen is that it won't go the way you want, but that's fine. Just move on. It's not the last chance you'll have for what you're after. Just try again another time. It's not the end of the world. Just know that if you want it, work at it, and you can have it when the time is right. Oh, my goodness. So (laughs) that is enough from Guru Q. Okay. Renny, thank you so much. That were great questions. There were some tough ones in there. So I hope that uh, you liked those. Thank you so much, Renny. In the news today from the Strange and Weird Fact File, singer Michael Jackson sleeps in an oxygen chamber. The singer says that the hyperbaric chamber is <laughs> in I'm where your space is
1: I see the bright get dark I'm not This is Tito Jackson and it's Tito time. And thanks for listening to the MJ cast.
0: Okay. So the last person to send in questions was listener, Ashley White. Ashley, thank you. You've sent in two questions and here they are. Do you know what happened to the tsunami relief song Michael was working on around 2005 that he was shown working on in the Geraldo Riviera interview? If you can't answer that question, it's okay. Okay, well, I have an answer, but let me preface by saying I'm not an MJ song wiki, nor am I part of or any of my MJ mates are part of, any MJ music trading circles, okay? But from a bit of digging and asking a few people that know more than me, this is my answer as best as I can see. So according to people present at the TV shoot recording... The song that MJ was shown working on in the 2005 Geraldo interview was not actually being worked on at that time at all. It was Beautiful Girl, which was already released before the interview back in November 2004 on The Ultimate Collection. So, MJ told his collaborators that they were going to be interviewed working in the studio And they basically just pulled up a track and played it to make it look like that was the one they were working on and sort of referencing, talking about. The whole scene was set up. Apparently, between the tsunami and Hurricane Katrina, there were a couple of tracks MJ was working on, but none of them were fully completed. I Have This Dream did get vocals down from a few celebrities but not by MJ. There was apparently a version featuring Jermaine Jackson's vocals, maybe as a placeholder for MJ's, so it was never completed that I know of. The rights to release would probably also be shared with The Shake and his 2Cs record labels, Uh, and that further complicates matters. So that's as best as I can sort of answer that one. All right. And the last question from Ashley is, do you think we will get a remastered thriller on Blu-ray as a result of thriller 3d coming to cinemas? Oh, I really want to say yes. I really hope so. It's hard for me to hope for something that's really that damn simple, knowing that there's a huge chance that they're going to fuck it up and release something below quality again but I really hope we will get that with the full making of please I certainly don't think it is too much to ask for I really don't if it's going to be in cinemas hopefully it's remastered just transfer it to blu-ray and done especially if they have also done the making of as well that's a complete package. Put it out. Who knows if they're going to do another release of the album. They love putting that thing out at every opportunity. I've lost count of how many issues of Thriller I have in my collection. So who knows? But yeah, let's hope we get a Blu-ray release. And it's amazing. And it's hard not to get my hopes up. Or and it's hard not to go in with like low expectations but I don't think it's too much to ask. Ashley, thank you for sending in the final questions and folks. I hope you've enjoyed this little episode, episode 63 of the MJ cast. We are a MJ podcast news and discussion on Michael Jackson and the Jackson family. We are best Served by listening to us as a podcast across things such as Apple podcast apps, which if you've got an Apple device, it is already on your device. Just open it, search for The MJ Cast, and you will find us. We're also on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Podbean. Our episodes are uploaded to YouTube. Often they are edited without the musical elements to help with copyright and things like that even though pretty much everything we get played in the show is on youtube already and if you like the stuff that we have played in the show and things that we discussed go to the mjcast.com there you're going to find the show notes or if you're listening in a podcast app open it up go to the description of the show where it says show full description, click on that and you'll have the show notes there. And you can pretty much click on links directly in that. But things like the songs that we played today, the links are going to be in the show notes. And some of them have really cool videos. So go and watch the videos. We're also found on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and YouTube as the MJ cast. So just go over there and search for us. You will find us the MJ cast. Tumblr, we're also there as well for now. And email us. That's where these people sent in the questions. Our email is mjcast at icloud.com. And how did people know that we were doing a Q&A episode? Well, they listen to the show. They've subscribed. They listen as much as they can. And they heard me put a call out a few episodes ago, sending questions by a certain date. And they all got questions in. And they all got answered. So if you feel like you're missing out, I guess next time, just participate. We're so happy to have people interact. And when we do put calls out for people to interact with the show and send in contributions, and sometimes we do the audio contributions also, then you're part of the show. And we love when we get to do that for you guys. So thank you so much for listening to the MJ cast. We really appreciate it. And it would be super great if you could also rate and review the show. And that helps with visibility and share the show. So where it says share in whatever application you're listening to it, click that, share it with people, let MJ fans know. It's really disheartening <laughs> when someone like recently comes up and goes, Oh, I didn't know about the show. I was like, Oh, well, have you got other Michael fan friends? Yeah. Well, why haven't they sort of told you about it? It's really good when you let other fans know because then you guys get to interact over what we discuss and you get to talk amongst yourselves and with us about the things we discuss on the show. So the last music track for today, man, I think I'm going to have you dancing in the supermarket aisles or walking up the street, driving in your car, wherever you're listening to the MJ cast as a podcast and you can watch them all go damn baby this last track is janet jackson damn baby the noodles remix thanks folks for listening to the mj cast tune in in a fortnight time and you'll have a new episode thank you so much and michael on